Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time now for The Drive with Mark Ennis. Presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Mark Lieberman. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis Mark Lieberman here on a Thursday. We're going to talk with uh, Fat Jack here uh, in just a little while here ahead of the Super Bowl. I know he wants to get into some of the prop bets and stuff like that. Uh, and in that vein, I did want to remind you guys, if you're looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook, they have you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets immediately. And with the DraftKings same game parlays, everyone's got a shot at an even bigger win. Uh, in Super Bowl 58, you can string your uh, together multiple bets from the big game for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Or you can just be safe. You know, that thing just keeps staying really close. You might even be able to make a money line bet uh, because it should be a great game. Whatever you decide to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TheVille. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with promo code TheVille. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. you got to be 18 or older and physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All the terms can be found at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Uh, Mark, you will love this or you'll hate this. I don't know how you feel about Greensboro, uh, but uh, the ACC announced a bunch of future locations for a bunch of their tournaments uh, here coming up. So we're talking ACC tournaments uh, here. And uh, to the shock and dismay of absolutely nobody, uh, they're basically all just in North Carolina. Like all of them uh, in North Carolina, they're going to have the next five, or they're going to hold five straight men's basketball tournaments after this one that's, what, in D.C. this year? Uh, from then forward, from 2025 to 2030, they all bounce back and forth between Charlotte and Greensboro. The Whoa. ACC has been infatuated with the Carolinas. It's, yeah. Um, I mean, to me, it's 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 fine. Um, I I don't know how you feel about it. it I look, I'm I'm bored with it. <laughs> uh, it. It feels like this makes sense when they were an eight team conference and half the league was in North Carolina. Uh, we now stretch to both oceans. True. That's that, that, <laughs> that is it. Yeah, that becomes a factor. Look, I everything should be played in New York. That's the way I feel. I just love it. It you know what you do get spoiled by Madison Square Garden. Oh gosh, you do. 
Yes. I mean, you're really like as soon as you start trying to play just about anywhere else, it's like, man, take me back there. But I, you know, once we moved the conference offices out of Greensboro, um, can't like can't can't we just visit John Swafford like some other day? <laughs> Like, why do we have to keep having no, it tournaments should, there? It should be a rotating thing, especially now that the league has changed. Like you said, it's it's West Coast, and you have all those. It, it's the you know the the league expansion and so on. It should be something where you don't just commit to it. But they have their reasons. They love North Carolina. Which school complains first, Stanford or Cal? Uh, they better not say anything. I don't want to hear from either one of them. I know it won't be SMU. They're just happy to be here. But I, I mean, I definitely don't care what Stanford and or Cal and Stanford think about where we're holding the ACC tournament. Uh, I just there's nothing cool about being in Greensboro. Nothing. I still have to be reminded about the teams when you just brought that up. I forgot that they were in the ACC. It's just oh, yeah. it, it's it's mind boggling. What were you doing? Were you, were you thinking like, why are they bringing those guys up? Like, <laughs> yeah, like why, why are you bringing that up? Is, is he okay? Uh, I Big Petrol fan. It just <laughs> the bottom of the yeah, obviously. <laughs> It just feels really uh, weirdly dismissive uh, of the league. Like the, the league has never been less Carolina centric, uh, and because I'm going to imagine this has a lot to do with the fact that the state of North Carolina kicked in a bunch of incentives to keep that conference office there and move it to Charlotte. Uh, but how about we just do some tournaments in Charlotte? I don't know why we have to go back to freaking Greensboro, except for maybe like once in a while. Like as a as a we're gonna play this is a this is the hipster ACC tournament we're gonna play it in Greensboro everywhere you throw back uniforms it'll be fun like, it'll be like a, like an eighties party girls love those like that fine but every other year for for half a decade what are we doing this has nothing to do with what we're talking about but UNC Greensboro they're pretty good this year <laughs> just keep an eye on them I, I and like I them. don't want to go visit them either. <laughs> There's just nothing cool about going to Greensboro. You, uh, Jim Beheim said it best. I hope you like Denny's. <laughs> Did you see last night, by the way, and we'll get to Alex and Palmer Chuck here in just a second. Did you see last night Jim Beheim on the call of the Duke game wearing a sports coat where the inside liner was was like a, a graphic of him when he lost his mind at Cameron? No. And got tossed I from the not. game. No, oh, and he I showed didn't. everybody. Oh, it was one. He wasn't trying to, and That's then he kind of got out, and they're like, well, let's see it now. <laughs> it was him and Wester. It was great. How was he on the call? He's okay. You know, he's uh, terse, you know, just naturally. Mm -hmm. You know him, uh, mm -hmm. how he talks. Yeah. Uh, it's perfect for the color commentator because uh, Lauren Brownlow taught me this. Uh, they tell the color folks when it comes to basketball, uh, when you, if you're, you know, if, as long, if you're working with a guy who, or, or a lady who is a, established, good play-by-play -play person uh, on the radio, you have to say whatever you're going to say as the color person before the ball or basically as the ball gets to midcourt, you need to be done mm -hmm. so that the play-by-play -play guy can start describing the action. Bayheim's super good at that. Really good. And he's opinionated. I thought, he, I thought he did fine. He just doesn't talk fast. And it's really hard, I think, for just about – even Hubie Brown, as old as he is, still talks really fast. Yes. And I, I think he's going to have to work on that as much as he wants to. I think Bam would be better in studio than working games. Right. Hubie's the master at that. He really is. And now we got Nick Saban doing. Uh, I think a, he'll be good. I'd love to see him call a game, too. That would be great. I think he's just in studio and then doing uh, um, the draft and whatnot. But him calling a game, that'd be, that'd be fun. Maybe a three-man booth. No, I, I, if I had my way, I, we are making Nick Saban the Gordon Ramsay of the SEC Network. 
<laughs> I'm serious. We're gonna we're gonna cut up clips, and he's just gonna roast, or or we're gonna go visit teams, and Saban's gonna crap on your practices or whatever. <laughs> yes. Like that's what I want. If I had my way, him and Steve Spurrier together would be amazing. <laughs> I would j- just go into practices or watch them film and just crushing people. I, I think that would be you're on to something. That appointment great. viewing. Yes, it is very much All right. so. 815-939 is the number if you want to get in here. We've been waiting. Uh, we've made Alex wait a long time, so let's get him in here. Alex, welcome into the drive on the Thunderbolt. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? No. Listen, the, I'm not doing nothing but driving through the Hills Have Eyes, Arkansas right now. So okay. I, I have plenty of time to to wait. Oh, yeah, I'm not stopping for no reason. Like, so I, I think I, Churchill I, said it best. If you're uh, If you're going through hell, keep going. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not stopping for nobody. Uh, hopefully he doesn't come out. Nobody needs help because they're going to get left and ran over. Um, <laughs> you need thoughts and prayers. Uh, prayers. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, I, you know, the uh, Coach KP, he makes me mad even in, like, close, like, losses or, win, or wins, or, excuse me, close losses, because this would be a loss that, you know, I would, I would be okay with. You know, the rest had a bad call. You know, oh, man, it happens. It, I mean, it happened to Rick. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like this. But I'm mad at him that I can't be not mad at him for this mm. loss because it's just the uh, – well, I mean, since since he decided to say this is the real year one, your year zero was so terrible that now we're officially in year one now. And there there are things, because your year zero was so trash, I'm just not going to accept. And – it's like what you said, Coach. He, it's it's the lack of, of 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 details. Like what it sounds like to me is, in order to have a defense that is, I mean, even remotely good, it sounds like you need detail in practice on that. And it sounds like that's just not that's not happening. Which is why we, you know, which is why we're in the situation that we're in now. That and and. Another thing that just makes me upset is watching these guys. These guys are so good. Like, when when it's going, I'm just like, imagine if our defense was, like, top 50. Like, or just top 40. Like, it, we would Top 100. Would have, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. top 100. You know, we would be well over. We would, we would be, we would, at bare minimum, we'd be a 500 team. And, and just to know how well we've played, like like at the beginning of games like with North Carolina and and uh and well I mean we didn't the game kind of we kind of got blown out with Duke but we played fairly close like just to know that it's just like god man like I want to I want to embrace this so bad but just of how like just just because of of of, of just past like things that he's done and said and just where we are it's just so hard not to be like man like it's unfortunate that we have to go through all this with such talented players, but it, I feel like it's just going to be a waste. Um, well, I, I, it, it's, it's a waste in terms of the talent that we have on the team. We're not meeting where we should be because these guys are really good, and they deserve to have a good season. But I don't know. Hopefully he'll get it together, and maybe we'll turn it around towards the end of the year. But thank you, guys. I'll listen. Yep, I appreciate uh, the call there. This is, uh, Mark, this is just another way of approaching what we said, like, at the very beginning. Uh, you got, like, really uh, unambiguous amounts of 
good and bad things in this game. Like, what does it look like if a team plays and they only do things really well or really terrible? Like, they're not mid at anything. And that's kind of what Louisville is. On the offensive end, they're do, they're getting to the line. Uh, they are getting offensive rebounds. Uh, they're playing unselfishly. Uh, but then they're super-duper sloppy with the ball. And they can't defend in transition. It's like they're really bad at some things, really good at some things. Uh, and that's not – you don't get to really average them out and be like, they're okay. They're, because it, it, you, you still lose the game. And I understand Alex saying, like, I almost said some version of, like, I wish the, all the losses were like this, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like it's only a matter of degrees. If I could just make a few things a little bit better. Whereas last year, it was like, I don't want any of this. Uh, the, all of this is repulsive. They're not like that now. It's a different feel, for sure. It is. And you look at the beginning of the season – when they were really struggling into now, their spacing is really good. They're they're cutting hard. They're 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 moving without the ball. They're doing some things. They're going to the glass. They're getting second shots. They're doing a lot of things that are a part of building a winning offensive type of mentality. It's just it just surprises me that just I don't know surprises the word. I just. You know, you just still see from the we just talked about them offensively, but the beginning of the year, it's the same stuff that they struggled with, and that that they struggled against the Chattanooga and the UMBC. It's the same type of things, you know, the the naked side pick and rolls, and and the coverage, and then who's coming over, and the talking, and all those type of things. And you talked about transition defense. I mean, that the sense of urgency that you have to have when you play. As soon as that ball clears that that rim and it goes through. It is, are you going to have a pickup point, meaning, are you, you know, stop the ball early? I would do that every single time. Every time the ball goes through, I'm having Tyler deny the point guard, and that is going to allow, that buys you another second for your guys to get back. There's different ways you can do that, even if you're not, you know, great at just teaching all the little details. If you can just do that, take away the point guard initially as soon as that ball goes through, whether it's Sky Clark, Curtis Williams, what have you. Then you have to defer and go to somebody else. Then it goes back to the point guard. That allows you to get set. That's a simple formula that teams use if you don't have great athleticism and you're worried about teams that run. But this team has that. So yeah. that's what's mind-boggling. What If you were uh, the defensive coordinator here, and that is becoming more and more of a thing in college basketball, and get to Plumber Chuck after this, but is there a, a style of defense that you would sort of overall – go for knowing what these guys are on offense uh, because it, it sure does seem to me like if like we said if they were if they were a one top 100 defense which is okay top third in all uh, right now Rick's team at St. John's is like 53rd on Ken Bum which probably keeps him up at night uh, but uh, if they were a top 100 they'd probably be over 500 uh, right now it certainly would be in these last several games uh, that they've been played since the Miami game but what style would marry well with what they're able to do as an offensive team you know, you take out Virginia from the mix, but it, teams that are running ball screens and, and so on, I, I think switching, switching out, and being active, you you watch them come down the floor, and it, it's almost like they're so passive on the ball. And to me, you know, on the ball makes you good. Off the ball wins championships. Just having these guys engaged, you know, the, the 
I'm going to throw out the pack line. You know, that's so over you and it, and people don't really understand all the nuances of that, but there's times that you see guys shrinking gaps and protecting the paint and so on. This group is athletic. So you can really pressure the basketball and I talked about being unselfish. You have guys that can trust. I'd really build a system where you have one person on the ball, four guys always ready to help and pushed over, force teams to skip the ball and then close out short and, and and contest shots. You know, I talked about it earlier, Sky Clark hopping on closeouts. There's so many little details. You can't hop. You gotta have squeaky, you know, the, the term of squeaky up, squeaky back. You know, you just gotta have your your shoulders behind your knees and all those type of things. There's so many blow bys with this mm. team and 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 that's something where if that does happen, all the other four guys are coming over to help. And you know, you just want to see just multiple efforts and it's just it's just, you know, you have young guys, but, you know, I don't think I really answered your question, Mark, but I don't think the, a zone is the answer because, you know, you're, you're still going to have, whatever defense you're in, you got to play it hard. I think the best situation for them is just be as active as possible, have active hands, and, and, and switch as much actions as you can so you're not confused. And, and that's a simple way for to get these young guys to, at least for the rest of the year, to understand assignments. So it, it sounds to me like you're saying it really doesn't matter. There isn't like an obvious one that they should go to in terms of like X's and O's and scheme as much as it needs to be streamlined and clear and whatever it is, lean into them being a pretty athletic group. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's it. You know, it's, um, I, I think, you know, there was, there was early in the year where Tyler just really shrunk a, a gap and was, and was, really active with it just getting these guys to understand right and, and and if you you know it's not even dumbing it down it's just making sure you understand hey your head's on a swivel at all times your hands are active when I say wipe you're, you're constantly swiping at the ball it makes guys go from either left to right and so on and you want to force to the corner and all those type of things but if you can get these guys to just to switch and, and to communicate and to switch out for steals and to be really active to try and get in passing lanes. And that could be something that, look, if even if you call it gambling, if they can get out and maybe get a deflection and go the other way, that could be something that would really be good. But I, I think a pickup point, when you have a guy like Sky Clark and Tyler, have them pick up the ball as early as possible. And, and I think that would really help this defense, especially in transition. All right, Plumber Chuck, you are up next here, buddy. Welcome into The Drive on 93 The Bill. What's up? What's going on, guys? It's been a long time. Hey, bud. Still, uh, still resting up, Mark. I probably won't be back to work till 1st of April with a broken ankle, so Oof. it hurts. So, um, question for you two. I'm going to ask the question. I'll hang up. Um, since I haven't been involved on the radio as much as you know I usually am, what is the uh, – Pulse of our fans wanting Kenny Payne out of here compared to me, what I've been seeing the past few games, the improvement. I know the defense hadn't been there, but I've kind of been impressed on what I've seen, and too bad it didn't happen earlier in the year. So my question to you two is, what what's the pulse on the fan base? Do you think we get a three year, uh, third year for him, or what's going on? Y'all keep up the good work. Yep. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, Plumber Chuck. I hope uh... – Prayers for a, a speedier uh, mm -hmm. recovery for you there, buddy. A broken ankle at any age or any time, that stinks. Uh, so I hope that you are uh, 
have a lot of people around you, help you take care of you uh, until you're back on your feet there, buddy. But thank you for listening and for calling. Uh, I, I, listen, I don't think that anything has changed overall uh, in people's minds. Uh, I think that people here's what I'll, here's how I'll try and uh, illustrate it, Mark. I think people have gone from uh, mad to just disappointed. You know how parents say that? Like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I think last year we were offended. And for portions of this year, what they did was offensive. It was like, this, not only is it not good enough, it's mocking. And, and a lot of the tomfoolery and stuff like off the floor with Karan Davis and, and the comments about the tights and all that stuff, like that stuff still happened, guys. All of it. And it it's symptoms of something. But the play of the team is no longer one where you're like, I reject this. I just wish it was better. And while it is true that that's progress, that's not the goal. The goal isn't for them to be better. The goal is for them to be good. And while they're scoring a lot of points, they're still not a good team. And it's sort of like saying, like, this guy can really cook. He's just bad at, like, the once you put it in the pan. But he's super good at chopping. You know, it's like you got to be good at all of it or else this isn't good food. And that that's sort of what they do right now. Last year was such a disconnect between the players. You could see it. And I talked yes. earlier about these guys get it as far as what they want to do offensively, how they enjoy. You could see it. They enjoy playing for each other. But I just don't think they grasp whether it's they're not understanding. And But defensively, it, it, it is there is such a drop off where you know you have these leads and i know the fans feel that way and you probably have that doubt creep in the players and in the coaching staff you have a lead but you know you can't count on your team to get a stop yeah and it's like well we have this lead but okay um there's going to be a breakdown and 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 you can't be successful that way you just can't and you talked about it. it's a team so when people talk about improvements the spacing is better. They found the floor general. They found guys that can run the floor. I mean, even Trey White is, you know, over over the last few games, he's attacking the boards, and he's not, you know, the ball is not sticking with him. You know, he's 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 moving it. They're making the extra pass, but that's not what team basketball is. You know, from it is you've got to get them to do the things they don't want to do, which is on the other end of the floor, and it just is not happening. And if that doesn't happen, yeah. As as much as you're you're in some of these games, you can't give up 90, 80 points a game like they've been doing. Every single time they have a lead, the other team knows they can run something and they're going to get a good look or get fouled. And, and it's especially, I think, frustrating to be talking about that sort of thing uh, in this team that way because Syracuse is is a top fifty defensive team nationally. Like they're they've been really good and they have not been primarily a 2-3 zone team, although we saw them dip in and out of it all night uh, last night. And Louisville put up legit numbers against a statistically good defense, and then they're not a, an, an especially good offense, and they didn't have you know, Benny Williams thrown off the team. And so you had uh, – they were, I think, pretty undersized and still just kind of got whatever they wanted. Uh, and I would just – as far as like people's assessments of, of Kenny – I don't think anyone changed their mind over the last two games, uh, nor should they. One was a win, one was a loss, but they were both the exact same game. Uh, and it would sort of be like this. If you're, just, how would you feel about your child 
if they were bringing home report cards that were all F's, but they were getting 60s. And then when you're like, what is with the F's? And like, but last year I got 20s. Have you talked to my parents recently? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? But last year my report cards, it was like he didn't turn anything in. And now he turns it all in and he gets 60s. You're like, he's killing it. Mm-hmm. No like, more no, zeros not. on the report card this year. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's what we've done. Uh, we're failing with glory now. Like it's still we're still losing, and we're still losing on super duper preventable things. Uh, and Florida State and Syracuse are not very good teams either. Neither one of them. These are not teams that are going to be in the tournament uh, at the end of the season, and they both have real issues uh, with them. Uh, so, but I don't even like Mark saying all of this because I liked so much of what I saw that it doesn't feel nice or it doesn't feel fun to be super critical. But when people immediately sort of want to run all the way down the road to, to, to declare the team sort of having arrived now, see, this is the basketball we always wanted. Yeah. It's not. Well, that's what, what people are. You see a behind-the-back pass by Tyler. You see guys running the floor. So there's there's snippets of, of good offensive basketball. So now, you know, you put the, the, the label of, okay, they've improved, they've done those things. And they really have offensively because they found a guy – that can control tempo and is fun to watch. And there are things you're watching BHH. He's 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 scoring. He's confident. He can step out. He's scoring around the basket. You know, there's times Mike James is is getting fouled and and Sky Clark hitting shots. All those things. But to see a marked improvement overall, if you're going to take it, you know, in the macro and just say, okay, this team as a whole, you know, it it, it it's. You can say it's exciting because they're playing faster, and and Tyler has now established himself as the point guard, which is, you know, great. And it's not, it's not it, that happens a lot with a lot of teams. Sometimes it takes a while to figure out. Okay, this is the guy we need to go to, and 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 they have done that. But overall, I don't see these these massive improvements um, as a as a team, like you just said. Let's get Chaz uh, in here next. Chaz, welcome into the drive on Thunderbolt. What's up, buddy? What's up, Mark? Hey, buddy. Um, first off, uh, let me just answer Plumber Chuck. The pulse of my, my where I'm at has not changed one bit. Um, the goal is to win games, not not finish moral victories. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we again. I've said this for the last couple of weeks. We are Louisville. We are not Morehead State. We we want to win here. We expect to win. We expect to compete for Final Fours. Um, you know, while I'm not one of those fans that are cheering against us, I was at a at, at an establishment last night where there were Louisville fans hoping that we lost because they don't want Kenny to get a third year. Um, you know, honestly, at this point, I'm rooting for him to win just because I, I don't want my team to lose. Right. But what the, the thing that that bothers me and, and and Coach, you can maybe attest to this: defense is all about effort. It's, you don't have to be – if you play team defense, I mean, Virginia's not the most athletic team, but they communicate and they play as a team. And they don't give up – I mean, they gave up 38 points to a much more athletic Miami team, a good Miami team. So I, I just – it's all about effort. And and it was indicative, you know, whether or not we agreed with the goaltend call, it wouldn't have mattered. They were going to tip it in anyway. They tipped it in. You know, it wouldn't have mattered. Yes, the rule should have been – possession arrow but that doesn't matter at that point you know the fact is how do they how do we hit a three and three guys stand around and watch and we give up a layup 
whether or not he would have made that layup or not, we give up an easy layup attempt. That's the frustration. It's all about effort, and these guys don't have it on that defensive end. They don't lock in. There's no pride. There's no Steve Wojciechowski slamming the slamming his hands on the floor. We don't have that. We need somebody like that to just lock in. I feel like Mike James could be that guy, but he just doesn't have that leadership in it in it in him yet. I don't know, but for me, it's just like I said that 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 goes down to me as coaching. You have to preach effort on the defensive end. If you look at championships that are won, teams that play defense win championships because in the end you have to stop somebody. You can't just always outscore them. So I'll hang out and listen to what you got to say, Coach. Yeah, look, um, effort is is paramount, but it's also it's it's being connected. It's the details. The first play of the game for Syracuse, Caleb Glenn is standing up and he's face cut. And it's a layup, and he doesn't bump the cutter, and there's no ball pressure. The effort has to be there, but they have to understand the whys. Like you know, every every cut has to be contested. You're forcing corner. You're tracing the face on the ball. You're not giving him any room. You're making him take a negative step, and 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 all those type of things. You know the details. And and I talked earlier about you know practices at this time of the year don't have to be great. They they better be annoying. They better be meticulous. They better understand this is what. We're playing Virginia, and they're blocker mover, and they're going to set that pin down the curl. We are absolutely not letting him out. We're forcing him to go the other side. And on the screener, we're going to front and all those type of things. So, yeah, the effort is huge. you got to have guys that are willing defenders. And then you, if you have those, now you tell them, okay, this is our scheme. This is what every day we're working on this and Every every closeout, we start practices with you know zigzag drills or closeouts, and then how we're going to guard this action. We have to know that it can't be well. One guy's doing something, and the other guy's not sure. You have to be connected. You have to talk, and you know there's that just it, it's just not there on on either end. I think I think that selflessness that we see on the offensive end is it's ultimately kind of. Um, self-serving at the same time like i think they're all pretty generous because they all want it back but you at least have some coordination and some faith in one another Uh, and i think what happens on the defensive end they don't trust each other and they don't believe uh like you were saying you know you have to you want to like interrupt or or mess with every cutter You, you get in the way whatever i think a lot of times something like that that just stops an easy basket from happening just getting in the way but it's it's really about stopping a basket from somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy's going to cut right in front of me, and if I don't stop him, he's going to score over Brandon. And it's but no one's going to see that I didn't really just make this any harder for this guy than I should. And I don't really care if that happens to Brandon because I'm going to get the ball back as soon as we inbound it again. Mm-hmm. And I still think there's a lot of that, and that's that's bad. That's the the, the product I think of just sort of overall managing these guys. Uh, poorly. Did want to remind you guys uh, again before we take a break and come back and talk uh, with Fat Jack here. If you're looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. And with the DraftKings, same game parlays. Everybody's got a shot at an even bigger win for Super Bowl 58. You can string together multiple bets from the big game for a shot at making your payday even easier. Or you can take advantage if you wanted to do so. I'm not suggesting it necessarily but you can actually get even money on the chiefs in the super bowl money line 
which is amazing. You almost never get to do that. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TheVille. New customers can bet 5 bucks uh, to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with promo code TheVille. The crown is yours. So if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. you got to be 18 or older and physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. We'll take a quick break. Fat Jack on the other side here on the drive when I thin the bill. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis and Mark Lieberman. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Mark Lieberman. We always talk uh, with our guy, Fat Jack, fatjacksports.com at this time of the week, and it is the biggest week of the year. Is this, what, what are the, what are the, like, the, the, the majors of, of gambling like you do these things, Jack. I know the Super Bowl is one, uh, what the Derby. I don't know what 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 are the others. This is it. I okay. mean, it's this and then everything else. I mean, I, especially when the things in Vegas. I've been up since like five o'clock this morning doing TV and radio around the country. Normally, I, I exhale. I'm in Vegas every year for this, and there's normally not the game, so I'm exhaling and I'm relaxing. I go to the spa. Things have been great. I was up at. 6 a.m. yesterday, I'm back at 6 a.m. today. So it's basically the Super Bowl and then everything else. March Madness is a, a second, a close second. That opening weekend of March Madness gets very, very busy. And then actually opening weekend of the NFL would be third. Um, the Derby, we, you know, even the TV show, we do a special, and I may be coming to Louisville for that, actually. There you go. Uh, to do some stuff in Search Hill Downs. Um, but, yeah, uh, closer to uh, May. But, yeah, um, it's basically – and the volume would tell you that as well. I mean, the Derby does a lot of, of volume and, and certainly opening weekend of March Madness. But this is the most bet-on event really on the planet and certainly in America. And they're going to shatter records this year, guys. It's, um, they're up 40 – from this time last year, they're up 40% 
And last year was a record-shattering year. So they are just really everybody wants everybody everybody's Kenny Rogers this weekend. They all know about the game. They know about the teams. And they're ready to make some money. Uh, that being the case, uh, Jack, is the the two weeks off to think about this game is that maybe too much of a good thing? Do you see people overthinking these things or using this time to sort of talk themselves into stuff that's really stupid and they wouldn't do otherwise? How do people handle having this much time to get ready? Yeah, most people are bad gamblers just by nature. It's not it's not something that, that comes naturally to people and that they can win. So what it does end up doing, the extra time, is they end up losing more money than they would have if you played it last Sunday. Last Sunday, it becomes more of a routine. You know, we play every weekend, and we've been doing it since August, and you bet one more week. But because there's two weeks, people talk themselves into – well, you know, Mahomes ten one and one as an underdog. He's definitely going to win. Uh, he's he's been outperforming the market pretty much all year long in this role. Or San Francisco's higher power rated. They've got Christian McCaffrey. They're a better team top to bottom. This team scores fourteen point one points a game in the second half, which is by far best in the league combined with the number one offense this year in the league. I'm going to instead of betting two hundred dollars, I'm going to bet five hundred dollars on the game. That is what happens because of the time. The other thing that that you'll see happening because of the extra time are the book of prop bets, the sheet after sheet after sheet of prop bets, where you, if it was one week you might come up with five or six, you either will talk yourself into or listen to people that you may, may or may not be should be listening to that will talk you into an extra five or six. And so that's going to extend uh, your overhead and what you bet on these games from that perspective as well. So those are the two things. You just, you, as you said, you get more time to think about it. Your opinions become stronger. That creates more wagers, and then um, inevitably, most people uh, will end up losing in some way or another. They'll figure out a way, unless they just place one bet, and then they may win, they may not. But it it becomes a difficult thing for the general public. But it's the last game of the year. Most of them will tell you too. Uh, Jack, I don't know how often you'll ever have the opportunity to get even money for a money line bet on the Chiefs, but that just feels like that should be almost too good uh, to uh, to pass up there. What, what you, um, a money line bet on this one when this this is close is that reasonably uh, beneficial for you? It is if you you know I just left Kansas City, the Kansas City. I'm here on Radio Row by the way in Vegas, and and uh, just left the Kansas City people, and and there's a lot of their callers that that's exactly what they're saying. You know, give me Mahomes plus money. I'll bet that all day long twice on Sunday. So that is one school of thought. The other school of thought is, uh, when KMDR in, in San Francisco is that, hey, top to bottom, we have the best team in the league. I have all year long. Um, we're the number one offense in the league. We have a, a, a quarterback that is experienced now enough to know what he's doing. We are better than them at just about every position. Uh, and and the power, power rated much higher than Kansas City is. And you're, what you didn't mention in your breakdown, you mentioned Mahomes, obviously, and Kelsey, and I guess Taylor Swift has a lot to do with it, but whatever. <laughs> the point is is that you, you didn't mention the fact that they've had limited weapons offensively. They've only averaged 7.6 points per game in the second half this year. That's 30th in the league. This team's not scoring a bunch of points. Uh, they're winning primarily because of their defense. And, and you're right. I mean, it mm. looks like the same Kansas City team when you talk about what Mahomes is able to do, and if there is a switch, it probably resides in in Arrowhead Stadium, that they split, and now they're winning. But if you dig a little deeper, you can find some cracks in this arsenal, especially second-half scoring, that if they could fix that number, guys, they would have. I mean, they would have already fixed it. So 
there are uh, at least some pauses for concern with the Chiefs when they're, they're playing a really good team in San Francisco, albeit a team that's not played as well in the latter part of the season. All right, Jack, I, I asked you about some of the uh, props, that sort of thing for the Super Bowl, the, so the, just for the casual gambler who maybe wants to have some fun but also maybe do it while they're informed uh, a little bit, any of the, the, those that have sort of come out, we get the ocean of them for the Super Bowl that seem like uh, some real value opportunities for folks? Yeah, so we talked about the kick opening kickoff, and I, I'm going to bet that. I, I, I haven't bet it in the last couple of years, but I am going to bet it, especially if San Francisco happens to kick off first. Um, uh, the, the opening kickoff not being a touchback, you're getting 230 or so on that. Um, I've talked about the commemorative ball that the NFL uses on the opening kickoff. It's a heavier ball. It's not the same football they're going to play with you. They use it on the opening kick, and then they take it to Canton, Ohio. That has led to more uh, run back in the Super Bowl to lead off the, the game than you might suspect out of guys with big legs. So I'm going to bet that one. Also, I think if you look at the vibe of the game, uh, how things should break down, I can't get away from Shanahan's tree being a conservative one. From his dad on down, the brighter the lights, the more that San Francisco is going to need to keep Brock Purdy out of bad spots. The PTSD moment for San Francisco if they lose is Brock Purdy dropping back, getting his arm hit by Chris Jones, throwing the ball up in the air, and it being returned for a touchdown. They're going to try to keep him out of bad spots, stay ahead of the chains, and move the ball. So I like best like over with Christian McCaffrey's carries. 18 and a half carries, I think he's going to carry it a ton. Um, Jersix, uh, receiving yards. He's the tie, he's the fullback. Uh, his receiving yards are three and a half. I think he's going to catch a couple of different passes. He caught one the last last week. I suspect he's going to catch them. Christian McCaffrey over 130 yards total. I think he'll catch it. He's going to run it. They're going to lean on him. It's the last game of the year. No reason to save him. On the other side, I'd look at Kansas City to have the first sack. Um, this uh, they're they're minus 175 or 180. But I, I trust Mahomes to get out of the. The evade, the evade pass rush a lot more than I do Brock Purdy, so I would bet um, Kansas City to have the first sack. Longest field goal, both of these guys have pretty big legs. I, I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game, and from that perspective, there's going to be more field goals. So look for the longest field goal to be over 48 yards. So if you can figure out a couple of different things you think are going to happen, the good thing about this game is that you can drill down and bet four or five different bets based on that one those one or two facts that you think are going to happen. And sometimes you win even if you're wrong on those two facts. Uh, you get a fun one here where there's the uh, the option to uh, bet, will, will there be an octopus? Which the first time I read that, I was like, what the hell? It's, uh, it's Someone scores the touchdown and the two-point conversion. These aren't uh, two-point converting teams a whole lot. And and the, I could understand it maybe with McCaffrey or something like that for San Francisco, but... Is that maybe a fun one that you would want to fool with, uh, with knowing anything about these two teams? Or are you just going to ignore that altogether? I, 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 you know what? I'm here to make money. Um, I yeah. play the lottery for fun. You know, that's <laughs> Fair. Thing. You, Fair. You want to make a billion dollars, play the lottery. If you want there to be an octopus, play the lottery. Um, those type of things that <laughs> might happen. Probably not going to. Um, I, I would uh, Another one that I might look at where you can kind of dig down a little bit deeper, things like Christian McCaffrey scoring a touchdown. All right, if you lay, Christian McCaffrey scored a touchdown in 15 of 18 games this year. He is minus 240 or so to score a touchdown in the game. But of those 15 touchdowns, 13 of them have been in the first half. So if you bet Christian McCaffrey to score a touchdown in the first half, you get two and a half to one, two and a half on your money. 
So I would say if you want to bet something like that, drill down a little bit more, figure out what the players do, or basically just go to factchecksports.com and sign up. Uh, because oh, did we? Okay, we uh, we got disconnected there. Uh, we'll try uh, to get him back. Uh, not shocked that he's like, yeah. How about you just buy a lottery ticket instead? For one of my questions about a bet. How about the heavy football to start off? Like that's something like that sounds like something Bill Belichick would like build into the game plan, right? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think they're going to make a football that's going to really like shorten the distance by like ten yards or anything like that, right? But it is something that people notice. Yeah. True. I mean, but I, I just I don't see a team. Yeah, I, I, I think the touchback is the way to go. Let's get uh, Jack uh, back in here. Jack, what do you make of the the line for this game? I think people are having a hard time convincing themselves that the Chiefs really are underdogs uh, in this one. Is that uh, 49ers getting, uh, you know, giving two? Does that sound about right to you? Did he just say a touchback is the way to go? Is that what I just heard? <laughs> he's, he's busting your balls because he knew he had you back. <laughs> I, I, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. I'm not going to be right on every one. You're just talking about sure. some longer shots. you got to lay like three to one on the money to say touchback. So I'm saying... Go. If you're going to bet, you, you get plus money on the other side. We were looking for some, po- some plus money bet. So, uh, yeah, it certainly is, uh, is most likely going to be a touchback. So, Stirring the but pot. Yeah, you talk about, yeah, that's fine, too. The, uh, you talk about scoring touchdowns. I was talking about first half. Christian McCaffrey, 13 of his 15 touchdowns have been in the first half. So, if you're going to bet Christian McCaffrey score a touchdown, you might want to do it in the first half. But, yeah, I mean, Kansas – listen, here's the thing. If Kansas State doesn't get behind – then I think it's going to be very difficult for them not to win. But there are a bunch of scenarios that they do get behind. Uh, Kansas, uh, San Francisco has, is an explosive offense for the most part. And, and again, what we've seen lately out of San Francisco is a team that's given up a ton of rushing yards, not playing sound defense, and giving up points. So I'm not saying they're going to get behind. I'm saying that that's the scenario, if I'm a Chiefs fan, that I'm concerned about. Because if they get behind... This team has proven they. And listen, I understand you've got Patrick Mahomes with the cape and all those things, but this is a team that has shown all year long, trying to work around it, that they have not scored points in the second half of football games. Um, what they've done is they've hold teams under 28 points. So if they do that, they're going to be in the game. If they get behind, turn the ball over, give up some big play, do something like that early, that becomes that's the biggest problem for the Chiefs fan. Is I, we want to watch early in this game uh, to make sure they don't. You know, give up a double, double, two score lead. That's not a good spot for them. All right, Jack. If people want to find out everything you've got to offer between now uh, and Sunday, so they can not only enjoy the Super Bowl uh, but make a little money off of it, tell folks where they can go. Yeah, strike up the porn music. I've got a super sexy Super Bowl special. It's on sixty nine dollars. Get you all the stuff for Sunday's action. Predicted final score, best bets on the game, top ten prop bets. Only sixty nine bucks. The better thing, and by the way, we're seven and one in basketball since Sunday. So we lost last week for the first time in hoops, uh, literally since October. Since Sunday, we're seven and one. So things are going great again. Get those one sixty nine through Super Bowl Sunday for football and basketball. The longer packages save you a ton of money. Go through February, through March Madness, through the NBA Finals. The Triple Crown is free when you do that. So you get the Kentucky Derby action. You get Breeders or, or Belmont. Uh, you get the Preakness. All those things included in your package for free when you go to fatjacksports.com and start making money betting the games. Get one of those 2025 packages, get the best rate of the entire year, and you get the baseball season for free. So best deals right now versus waiting until the fall to sign up to win money betting on sports. 
All right, Jack, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the uh, the week and the Super Bowl this weekend, man. We appreciate it, as always. Guys, enjoy the game. I'll see you soon. Have a good week. All right. Fat Jack, they're in Vegas. I would imagine – uh, you know, if you uh, don't pace yourself here at the Super Bowl in Vegas, uh, there's going to be casualties here. It's bonkers. I think, uh, who was it? Joe Buck came out and said that there's definitely something happening out there. Oh, yeah, the I game. saw that. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going out there because something's going to happen. And then, like, the players are not allowed to go in the casinos, which I get makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, like, whoever wins the Super Bowl, they're going to be out there, <laughs> you know, the next day. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Disney World or, you know, the casino in Vegas. Uh, all right, who do we like? Spence? Oh, I, I feel like at this point, you'd be a fool to pick against the Chiefs. I mean, it's, it's, everybody's saying that, and everybody's trying to push back on that, but I would never, ever bet against Mahomes. I just wouldn't. You know, I picked against Mahomes last Super Bowl. I picked against him last week, or you know, two weeks ago in the AFC title game, and it's backfired, like... I was right with the Buccaneers Super Bowl. I picked against Mahomes that year, and that worked out. Congrats, Mark. But I can't mm-hmm. bet against Mahomes this time around. Like, I want San Francisco to win, but I can't bet against Mahomes. Nope. Nope. Me no, and, and I think not only that, it's when you say that, you know, Mahomes, but it's, it's also Andy Reid uh, at this point. You know, somehow, I, I think if I were to ask, you know, your average man on the street or woman on the street, name the, your, the most successful football coaches ever i i don't think a lot of them would say andy reed even though he clearly is and i feel like it's an especially large mismatch in this one where i think shanahan has such a reputation for getting so uptight Mm -hmm. getting in his own head and being very conservative and for this this is old hat for this group of chiefs and i I don't know it just feels like uh, barring them really really helping the 49ers they should win this game there's been so many comparisons with the Belichick and, and Brady and Mahomes and, and Reed. But with Reed and, and Mahomes, it's almost like it's collaborative. It's almost like they have yeah. such good synergy with each other and that he has so much more input and they enjoy each other. Um, not to say that Belichick didn't enjoy winning with Brady, but you could see that they're, you know, that was a taskmaster. Here, even that commercial where they're like joking around, like uh, um, you could just see it in Andy Reed's face. So, like, he just he defers so much to to Mahomes and Godly. I mean, it's fun watching that guy play. All right, we'll go ahead and take a quick break here and be right back. Just want to remind all of you guys a really big women's basketball game tonight at the KFC Yum Center at seven uh, six. Excuse me, which means we're out at five thirty. So we only have one more segment here. So if you got thoughts on last night or anything else, uh, the upcoming segment here is going to be your last opportunity. So give us a call here eighty one fifty ninety three nine. Be right back here on the drive on I found the will.